word of mouth, you know, it doesn't matter if it's in person or online, is still the most powerful advertising mechanism out there. Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Welcome to the edition of your personal branding podcast, and I'm excited about this particular episode. I have a very well-endowed specialist in the area of social media marketing, the CEO and founder of ME Marketing Service. My special guest today is Mandy Edwards. Mandy, welcome to the podcast show. Thank you so much for having me. As a pleasure, I treasure. Let's look at your journey into social media marketing as a social media consultant and expert. How did you find yourself in this uh, wide space as a specialist? It's kind of funny. It honestly happened almost by accident. I've been doing sales and marketing since I graduated from college in 2001. And after working in the you know sales and marketing industry here in the United States, doing advertising sales and handling marketing for some local businesses, um, I decided to take some time off and after my youngest child was born. And then after about a year or so, I was doing some part-time work on the side. I had several businesses approach me about you know contracting with me to help with their marketing, and so that's when my business was launched. And it's kind of funny because I thought I would always do the more traditional marketing, you know, with, you know, print, newspapers, broadcast. But the more I got into it, businesses were asking about Facebook and, you know, social media and how they can use it. And so like three months into my business, I totally changed gears and went into um, social media and doing nothing but social media marketing. I took about six weeks or so and really you know, dug deep into it, educating myself on the different platforms and, you know, how best to market because this is something you've got to at least know what's going on before you decide to start, you know, pitching to businesses and say, hey, you know, let me help you. So it almost kind of happened by accident because it wasn't my first, you know, my real intention, but it's just kind of the way things worked out and it's been great ever since. We've had massive growth doing social media marketing for the last almost four years. If it was to be a movie or novel, we would say, and they lived happily ever after. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's an interesting journey. Sometimes I call that accidental entrepreneur, finding yourself in the social media just by virtue of accident, by becoming an expert because you delve deeper into the whole idea of social media marketing and helping clients. How did you get your first clients after your study? How did you get your first marketing client for social media? Um, when I first started, honestly, a lot of it came from word of mouth because, you know, in the community I'm in, I had a pretty big marketing position, so I knew a lot of people um, when I left full-time work. And so when I started doing it, you know, I just kind of reconnected with them, let them, you know, know what I was doing and joined a couple, you know, local, you know, or- business organizations, and it just kind of went from there. You know, I had a few I was already working with, and then it just went by word of mouth. And I've been very blessed because I haven't really had to work hard to get clients. It's mostly come to me. And, you know, not a lot of businesses can say that. And that's one area that I feel very blessed in that I'm being taken care of. So word of mouth is my the biggest, you know, way I get clients even to this day. 
um, just, you know, connecting with other people, putting out quality work that people see. And then when other business owners talk and ask, you know, who's doing this or who, you know, helped you with that, you know, it always, you know, gets referred back to me and my business. Um, but it really helped, you know, kind of pushing the pavement, pounding the pavement when I first started to get back out there and go back to those business connections I already made to let them know what I was doing. And, you know, several of them were you know, they were ready. They wanted to start social media, but didn't know where to start. And so I was able to help them. And then it just kind of, you know, went from there to kind of a, a life of itself. Wow. So in the, in the area of social media, word of mouth is still powerful in, in this in this sense. Yes, very much so, because people talk all the time, whether it's people you meet online, you know, someone may see something, another business did great you know another business owner will talk to another business owner and want to know well how'd you do that um and, and it's just word of mouth you know it doesn't matter if it's in person or online is still the most powerful i guess advertising mechanism out there because you know, of course negative flies faster than positive mm. but when it comes to positive though you know, business owners are going to brag about, hey, look, this is working for us. And then so-and-so, you know, wants to know, okay, well, who helped you with it? Oh, we'll call this person. And so, you know, people have got to be put out work as a word of mouth. The owners are talking. People are talking online. And if you do not do good work, you're going to be found out. All right. That leads me to uh, one of your posts and uh... How do we create epic content? And you said that not all content needs to be epic. Uh, let's get into that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> content, content is huge online, of course, because you've got to have content in order to effectively use the different platforms. Uh, that the one post you're referencing about the epic content, I had gone, I had just read three posts back to back about you know why you need great content. And why, you know, it's got to be epic all the time. And in reality, it doesn't. You, know, you just need to put out good quality content that engages your fans. You know, you don't have to go after that masterpiece every single time. You know, as long as you're putting out good, relevant stuff that your fans want to read and they're, you know, consistently and actively engaging with you, it doesn't have to be epic every time. Now, if you're a big company and that's what you want to be known for, then great. Go for it. But your normal, average, everyday business, you know, they just need to focus on putting out stuff that relates, you know, to their fans and that is relevant to their business and that are that's going to get the engagement. You know, and you'll you'll have epic pieces come through, you know, but it doesn't have to be, you know, okay, I got to have something epic on Monday, then epic on Wednesday, epic on Friday. You know, just shoot for the you know best quality you can put out, and some of that will go viral, some of that will become epic content, so to speak. But you shouldn't have to, you don't need to stress out because that won't get you anywhere. Now let's look at brands utilizing social media to help promote their calls. Looking at not getting epic, one might say, what, what then is quality content? How then do I leverage on social media to enhance my brand? Everything that people do on social media, everything that businesses do needs to go back to, you know, their original purpose of why they're on social media. You know, everyone's on there for a reason. It's not just to have fun. For businesses, a lot of it, you know, some people are on there to get, you know, foot traffic through the door. Some are on there to, you know, they're recruited looking to hire people. It could be you're looking for just increased awareness of your company. 
And everything you do needs to go back to that purpose. So when you're looking for content, you sure that be harder um, a magazine, you know, that is relevant to your business, but still something that your community is going to want to read. So find good content isn't that hard. It's just knowing who your market is and why you're using it. Because if you're, say, a, you know, large franchise, you know, home decor store that mainly targets, you know, women, you know, you're, you're not going to want to post about, you know, okay, this happened in the sports world yesterday. That totally doesn't relate to them or your business. But someone like that, I mean, they could go to, say, you know, here in the United States, you have a magazine called Southern Living. You know, they could go to the Southern Living Magazine website and pull an article about, you know, five quick and easy ways to update your kitchen, to which that's relevant to their business because they have the pieces that those people will want to buy to replicate what they're seeing online, you know, in the article. And the people that, you know, their fans are going to be reading that article because that's what they like the page for is home decor ideas. So they're in sense going to see that and know, oh, hey, they probably carry that and go back, you know, go back to that store. So it's kind of a circle. But it all, you know, derives from your purpose of, you know, why you're even there in the first place. And all the content, you know, the quality content is just knowing the different areas for your business that there's information online. Research shows that only about 20% of brands online are really making uh, progress or uh, getting returns on your investments. How do the others begin to use social media in a more relevant way to enhance them? Looking at what you, some of the things that you mentioned, because some of them delve into social media just because it's social media. Let's go on social media, but without purpose, like you mentioned, they are just there because they they must be there or they are compelled to be there. How then, from this understanding from you, how then do they begin to now really redirect their focus for their business and then make make some good returns from their social media? Some good ways for businesses to do that because there's really and that's the one issue with social media is there's not a really good way to measure your true return on investment using it. Mm. Unless you're a retail business with a coupon and you can track how many coupons came back in. I mean, you can track clicks and all, but that that's one thing everyone in social media struggles with is trying to find that good you know, number of you know the return on investment because it's really hard to measure. You can measure it in ways, but it's hard overall. Mm. But what for a lot of the businesses I work with, you know, Right now on Facebook, only maybe three, two to three percent of your fans are seeing your posts. It doesn't matter if you have a hundred fans or you have, you know, a hundred and fifty thousand fans. Ways businesses can really use social media to their advantage to kind of to try to get that ROI is to really, you know, take some time and invest some money in some of the social media advertising. You know, Facebook advertising has the targeting just baffles me because there's so many different ways you can target people and I know a lot of it you know it's different in every country um, what your targeting options are but in the United States we can target people based on their income their net worth their job title how much their house was that they bought um, the family composition so it's realistic that you could get in front of the exact person you want to reach to make a higher probability of that click of getting that ROI it's just taking Taking some time and money, you know, and invest it in there. And Twitter, likewise, they have some options too, where you can target, you know, your um, competitors' followers. So one way, you know, I really suggest for businesses to try to get over that hump and try to, you know, see more of the ROI is, 
you know, to put something out there to really invest in social media advertising because with the analytics from it, you can really see what you're getting for your money. You can see how many people saw it, how many people clicked on it. You know, and then Facebook has code you can put on your website. You can track how many conversions came from it. So you can really onto just make as much money. So that's always a first step to try it out. Because, you know, if you're going to go about it organically, it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to be hard. Um, but using Facebook and really using that to your advantage by advertising a or a new product is really going to get people's attention. And you'll see an increase in ROI when you start doing some stuff like that. Great. Great tip there. Now, Manny, as an expert uh, social media consultant, I'm... Let's speak about three platforms. Then you can give us your expert advice on how one, maybe an entrepreneur, solo entrepreneur, one entrepreneur can utilize it effectively for success. So maybe you, you, you pick your best three, but I, I won't want you to add Facebook to it too. So any of the best three platforms you want to pick, then give us maybe your best three, three of each and how we can make use of that. Okay. My number one platform is Twitter. That is my absolute favorite. Twitter is a great way to connect with other people. I have found, at least within you know the social media industry, it's easier to connect and reach out and start a conversation on Twitter than it is on any other social media platform. So businesses, you know, the ones that are you know entrepreneurs, the ones that are looking to start one, they're wanting to start one, you know, start out on Twitter. You know, open up your account, you know, then or if you already have one, and go about finding the influencers in the particular industry you're either starting in or wanting to work in and just start connecting with them. You know, tweet them, retweet their stuff. Um, don't do direct messages. No one reads those anymore. But, you know, just kind of really reach out to them and just, you know, share quality content. You know, it's a lot of conversations. And so you only have 104 characters, so all your messages have to be short, sweet, and to the point. So I would always start out with that. Uh, I'll be a component of those. And just in general, I mean, there's so many different lists. I mean, a lot of influencers, they'll have different, you know, Twitter lists set up that you can subscribe and follow. So you can, you know, find new people through the, you know, the influencers you've identified. That's always a really good starting point. Another platform I'm a big proponent of is Google+. And there's a lot of, you know, grumbling going on about how there's no one there anymore and it's not an active platform. but. Yeah. I have, I've found a lot of good on Google+. I find a lot of good content. I've connected with a whole another group of people on that particular one. And the ones that, you know, say, oh, well, there's no one there. It's not working for me. There's a lot of people on there. You know, you've got – it's a lot of the same people on Twitter, but there's also some that they prefer Google+. Um, I know that, you know, they're on every platform, but where I can find them most actively and most often and connect with them better is through Google+. Um, now, it depends on your industry. You know, if you're doing anything in technology, at, you know, digital marketing, um, those are the biggest categories on Google+. Plus. But you, know, you just kind of look at your industry, too. Um, but that's, you know, always a good place to start, too, because you can see, you know, people will share circles. Um, you know, I always look, if I'm connecting with someone, you know, I'll go to their website, look at all their social links, and then I don't follow them on everything. I just pick the ones I see they're most active on. Um, so for some, Google Plus would be it. For some, Google Plus would not be it. Um, but that's always one that you 
I think you know, everybody they're actively using it. You, you know, even if you just go in and read, you know, follow a whole bunch of people and read their posts. You know, the more active you are on a platform, the more you're going to get from it personally. A third platform that I'm, you know, pretty big into um, is LinkedIn. That's when I've really started working on. Um, you know, it's a, it's the professional networking. You know, you can send the messages. Um, if you know you're an entrepreneur or you're wanting to be one. And, and you're looking to connect with people on LinkedIn, the number one thing to do, and it's going to get you more, you know, you're going to be more likable and get more, more people to accept your connection requests is if you bypass the generic message and actually customize your LinkedIn request message. You know, if I don't know you from the next person and I get a, hi, Mandy, so-and-so would like to connect with you on LinkedIn. I don't know them. I don't have a reason to connect with them especially if their profile doesn't show a whole bunch, which they need to have their profiles filled out to 100% before they even do anything on LinkedIn. Um, but if they've write, you know, they've written me a personal connection message, you know, introducing themselves, why they want to connect with me, then I'm more likely to connect with them because they've given me a reason. You know, they've reached out to me, especially if you're new and you're really wanting to connect with some of the influencers who can who really help your business, you know, launch. You, know, you want to, personalize that connection message um and now with linkedin they've got all you know the whole publishing platform as well that you know just like blogging on a website you can blog on linkedin which will get you a whole new group of people to, to follow you i've started doing that i've had access to that it's been almost a year now it started last march but i've got i want to say almost 1700 people following me um following me on linkedin and i'm maybe only connected to maybe a couple hundred of them so I've got a whole a thousand plus group of people that I'm not connected with. We're not connections on LinkedIn, but they've read my stuff and want to see you know the content I put out. So that's always a good you know starting point for blogging as well. If you don't have a blog set up on your website, is to you know utilize that with LinkedIn. And of course they have their feed with the status updates and all that as well. But then add a bonus one, maybe Instagram. Instagram's really good too. That is one that is. Great time this year and that's one that for my business personally we've had one but never really actively used it but that was a goal this year that we're now doing a couple posts a day on there um, that's a good way to connect with others too um, it's you know graphic and picture sharing um, there's different ways you can go about it you know it depends on your industry because not not every social media platform is going to be a fit for every business out there so you know, Instagram is a good way to, and what I tell businesses is even if that's not your thing, so to speak, you know, you can use Instagram to give a behind-the-scenes look of your business. So, you know, it could be, you know, interns on a coffee break. It could be, you know, getting ready to do a presentation somewhere. But Instagram is, I, I love to use it as a more of a behind-the-scenes exclusive, you know, peek to your community of, hey, here's what's going on behind the scenes, you know, it's because it's very personal. You know, you're kind of letting them in to see who you are if you're an entrepreneur, you know, what your business is and what you do behind the scenes if you're a business. So there's a lot of potential with, uh, you know, Instagram, depending on how you want to use it. And that's also the one that, of course, I have the largest following on, but that's the one platform where um, that actually has given me the biggest ROI for my business. Uh, that's been that would be number one. I would say a link number two, Google plus three, Facebook number four. If I, if I had to rank them, um, just because of the kind of connections I make on there. Um, but you know, link you know, Twitter is the one that I can actually point out and say this client, this client, and this client came from this particular 
platform, you know, so I can calculate, you know, the ROI on that, you know, for my business. And so that's the one I tend to spend the most time on. Oh, that's interesting. So it means that if, if, if money is asked that close all your social media accounts except one, that will be it. If I, you know, if I had closed everything but one, Twitter would be the one that stayed open. Uh, that's interesting to know. What has been most challenging for you in dealing with clients in the area of social media? Do any of them come back to say, you know, I didn't get the result I desired? Or what has been any challenging thing you face dealing with clients and they are helping them with their social media outreach? The biggest struggle I have is communication. Um, and not communication in general. A lot of it is the clients are new. A lot of them are starting out on social media, so they don't really have an idea of what they want. And just kind of keeping the open, you know, the open line of communication. Because when I work with clients, I see it as a partnership. You know, I'm helping you grow your business, but at the same time, you have to give me the right information, the right target, so we know how to best effectively, you know, help you out. And a lot of times, I have some clients that I may not, you know, hear from for a week, and I need answers on. Okay, we're working on this, so you know, it would. It's not so much that oh, this didn't work, but it's the getting the information from them, which every business has that. Uh, you know, it's just people get busy and they don't respond or they forget to respond. And I know I, that happens to me sometimes. But, you know, working with the clients on social media, a lot of it, the biggest struggle is getting from them, okay, what do you want to do this month? You know, we have our plans and ideas, but it has to be signed off by the client. And just getting them to say, okay, this is good or no, you know, let's try something different. And a lot of it, too, especially the local businesses I work with, I'm in the south, you know, I'm in the south in the United States. And it's still very what we call old school. A lot of the businesses are. And so it's getting them to change the mindset, you know, that it's not the way it was 50 years ago. We have Internet now. We need to come into the 21st century. I had a client I worked with last fall who I knew the guy before he went to work for this company. And he called me. He goes, all right, I need your help. We're still stuck in the 1990s and we need to be brought into the 2000, you know, whatever, year, you know, 2014 it was last year. You know, so there's a lot out there that it's changing, you know, with the lines of communication, changing their mindset, getting them to think in modern terms that running a newspaper ad is not going to reach your target market if they're under the age of 50 anymore. You're going to need to go do something digitally that they can get on their mobile device. And, I, you know, I've come up, that would probably be the second biggest struggle is getting some of the older business owners to really buy in to social media because, you know, they don't use it. So why should their business even be doing it, you know, if they're personally not using it? Way, you know, things have changed. Everybody's on it. You know, there's grandmothers that are 80 years old that are on Twitter and using, you know, Facebook. So, you know, it's just getting them out of the mindset that what worked 50 years ago is not going to work in 2015. As the social media platform begins to get noisier over time, uh, will any emerging brand can they still jump into this and make relevant changes or impact online? There, there, especially with Facebook, there is a lot of noise going on. And, you know, I think brands can jump in and make noise. You know, it's just separating themselves from the competition and from everyone else. You know, doing something creative. Um, like, for example, on Twitter, you know, there's a lot going on on Twitter. It's very fast. But, you know, one company that stands out to me that kind of just jumped in um, was DiGiorno. They now have a little 
but for the most part, I always have quick, funny, you know, retorts back to different statements, especially during an event like during the Super Bowl. Um, you know, different companies will do that, but DiGiorno is the one that really kind of sticks out to me of a company who just kind of, it seems like they came out of nowhere and they're making a lot of noise on Twitter. Uh, as long as you've got to be creative, you've got to be able to step out of the box you know, out of your comfort zone, because if you want to make no- noise in a noisy platform, you've got to do something to bring yourself attention in the positive and in the right way. You know, you don't want to jump in and start doing all this bad stuff just to get the negative press. But, you know, businesses can do it as long as they you sit. I mean, honestly, they just got to think outside the box and be creative, be willing to leave that comfort zone, because if you want to make noise, you're going to get attention and you've got to be prepared for that. So whether it's a, you know, massive advertising campaign on Facebook or you just start your national brand and you just start doing funny tweets all the time, you know, just to get some buzz, you know, you can do that in this day and age. But they just need to be ready and make sure they're doing it for the right reasons and it's all positive for the business. Wait, Mandy Edwards, what would be your billion dollar tips or advice to the world on social media marketing? My billion dollar advice, that would be to always be authentic and know why you're doing it. Everything you should on, you do on social media should be intentional. You should know why you're posting that picture. You should know why you're sharing that article. Because if you're just going to post a post, it's not going to work. Um, so you've got to have a purpose and a reason. You know, whether it takes you a week or six months to figure that purpose out, you need to know that and you need to have that, you know, very clearly defined before you start posting because everything you do is going to come back to why you're using it. And at the same time while you're doing that, you need to make sure that you're authentic because online it's so easy to come off as something you're not for businesses and individuals. So while you're knowing your purpose, you've got to be authentic while you do it. You've got to be willing to say, hey, look, I screwed up here. Or, you know, be willing to say, you know, yes, this didn't work, but we have an idea, and here's how we're going to do this different. Or, you know, you didn't like this particular product. We, You know, we heard your advice. Or, you know, hey, thanks for, you know, selling out 50 cases of Coca-Cola. You know, you've you just got to be authentic and real because people want to connect with other people, not robots. So I always, you know, stress to people – be intentional and be authentic at the same time. Wow, great. That has been great. But before you go, I just want to ask you, as a mom and a grandmom, what two advice would you or are you giving to your teenage girls on social media? <laughs> um, well, right now, my daughters are 6 and 10. So we hadn't quite, you know, got the, you know, got to the threshold of social media. But my oldest, she's in fourth grade. We just let her open up an Instagram account over Christmas break that was a pretty big deal because i'm one of these you know they don't need to be using it until you know they're ready and they understand it Mm. and you know so we you know i sat down with her you know she's she sees the work i do she hears me talk about the different platforms so she she's very wise and kind and she's got a good head on her shoulders but she has a lot of friends who've had facebook accounts since they were eight years old she has friends that are on snapchat and kick that you know are stuff that is basically you know they're underage and they shouldn't be doing it anyway. So, you know, I kind of use the, you know, use those examples of, look, they shouldn't be doing this. They're underage. You got to be careful what you post. And my husband is a prosecuting attorney. So he sees the other side of it that, you know, if you're using social media in the not, you know, in the incorrect manner and you're underage, 
you know, what can happen because there are child predators out there online seeking these kids out. And, you know, I do, I, I speak to different teen groups, you know, here in our local area about, you know, the dangers of social media. And it's just kind of as, you know, she gets older, as her, you know, she gets more mature. And I'll do the same for my youngest daughter, you know, just kind of making them aware that, not everything you see online is real. You could be chatting with someone who says they're a 12-year-old girl when it could be a 50-year-old man. So you just kind of have to be aware and be alert. And, you know, what we stress to them, and I wish all parents would do with their kids, regardless of age, as long as they're at home, is to, you know, her iPod Touch stays on the kitchen counter. We have access to it. We can see what she's messaging to her friends. We can see, you know, Instagram. I have to do all the approving of everything, whether she wants to follow someone or someone's following her. The parents need to stay actively involved in what their children are doing online because if they're not, who knows what could happen. Wow, that is brilliant advice. I think all moms or, or parents that they should listen to it, especially this, this, this portion. I really like that. Great advice there. Mandy, where can one get in touch with you and your businesses and all that you do? Um, you can, uh, the best place to get all of my ways to connect with me is on my website, which is www.memarketingservices.com. Um, on there, you can find links to all of my social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I also have a form on there with an email address. You can contact me through there. Um, that would be the best point to start with. Um, if you're already on Twitter, my Twitter name is at M-E-M-K-T-G Services, um, and just send me, me a tweet. Ah, thank you so much, Mandy. Is there any other thing you, want, you might want to say to the audience? Um, I just, you know, well, I appreciate, first of all, Bernard, you let me uh, come on your podcast. It's, you know, great to always talk about social media. Um, but for the listeners, you know, I would just say you know, if you're a business owner and you're kind of trying to figure out what you're doing with social media, just to keep plugging at it. Um, social media success rarely happens overnight. It sometimes takes weeks or months to actually see your results. But I would just encourage business owners to not give up, just to keep at it. Um, and if you're finding success, you know, that's great. You know, I love to see businesses who are doing a great job find newer or smaller businesses to mentor and and kind of help them out along the way and give them ideas. Um, so if you're, you know, doing it and you're doing a great job, you know, find some of these newer guys that are just starting out and kind of take them under your wing because everyone that starts out in business, you know, they need a good mentor. They need someone to look up to because, you know, it's a big world out there and there's a lot of people that will take advantage of the newer guys for their own personal gain rather than to genuinely help them out. So those would be, you know, two pieces of advice I'd throw out there. Thank you so much, Mandy Edwards, and I'm grateful. Thank you. Visit Amazon.com get access to all my 15-plus books today. I recommend the latest book on personal branding, that is Rebrand, The Ultimate Guide to Personal Branding. Get one today and grab a copy for someone else. That is Rebrand. The best is yours.